You got a marvelous vibe, and I know it starts from inside. So fill your heart with pride and let your light shine brightly. Your own hide. You're a work of art, unforgettable and off the charts. Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. So before we dive into today's topic, Christy, I wanted to talk with you a little bit. Um, Christy, of course, is our therapist on the show and mental health expert. You have a new grandson who was born during the pandemic. I do. And like when he's 12 years old and he's doing a report for school, and he comes and says, Grandma, or whatever he's going to call it. KK. You. Okay. He's going to say, <laughs> KK, um, what happened in 2020? What happened? What are you going to say? I'm going to say the world done gone crazy <laughs> in 2020. What we I, can't talk about that. Nice topic. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to just say that we were totally unprepared um, and it disbelieving that something was going to happen on this scale, even whenever we saw it coming, mm-hmm. and that we, we d- really did not get prepared. But that we're all okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of us are okay. Some people have died. I'm not going to, you know, lay, you know, downplay that. I'm just going to say, for the, you know, the, the large majority of people are okay, and we have learned to be resilient, and we have learned how to plan ahead without becoming doomsday preppers. That's beautiful. I just wanted to hear some encouraging words from you because I always appreciate that on the show. Thank you. So we've noticed an influx of people going to food banks, soup kitchens, breaking bread, for example, during the pandemic due to things like being laid off or just not having as many hours as they normally would. So in this episode, we wanted to take a deep dive into the relationship between food insecurity and mental health during the pandemic. We also wanted to see what it looked like before the pandemic, what it looks like now, and what it looks like going forward. So we've invited Craig Stoker with the West Texas Food Bank to join us on the show today to give us a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on in the Permian Basin. Hi, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I don't know. What, what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you do I'm, at the do food I bank? What do I do at the food bank? I talk about the food bank. No. Uh, my, my job, I'm the communication director. So um, anything you see, hear, read, watch, anything about the food bank, um, hopefully it's come from me. And uh, if it didn't, hopefully I knew that it was coming. <laughs> um, so... You know, basically, um, I'm, I'm here to tell our story and the story about what we do and the story of the people we serve. Um, how, how do we get that food? Where does it come from? What does it look like? What can you expect? What, what do you need to do if you need us? Um, so just, just really, um, my card says I'm the media guy. I, we were kind of laughing about that the other day. I said I, I really wanted to put on the hat rack on there. So whatever hat I need to wear today, <laughs> right? We'll, That's we'll, not pull, <laughs> we'll yeah. pull it off and, and put it on. It might uh, have been a better question. To ask what don't you do? What don't I do? <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I, <laughs> That's hard too, right? 
I'm not very good at warehouse stuff. Uh, they keep me out of the warehouse because I will get ideas and that throws a wrench into some things. So I'm I'm better out in public, networking, fundraising, having fun, talk talking about what we're doing, and and it's really an important topic. And um, there there've been in the five years that I've been with the food bank, you know this this really. It is kind of second in on my list of things that have happened to the country that really highlight what we see every single day, and that is people in crisis, uh, people having emergencies, um, people who just need that extra little bit of help, and um, it's it's sometimes difficult to tell the story of of who we really see day in and day out without it turning around and happening to everybody else. And that, that does give everybody a little bit better understanding and uh, opportunity to really, again, take a deep dive into what some of the nonprofits in the area re- are doing. And uh, the, the topic of mental health is really key in, in what's going on because it this is another one of those things that it does not matter who you are. At some point you have worried. At some point you've had a situation where you've had to talk yourself off a ledge. <laughs> Work has been stressful. Life has been stressful. And when you compound that with coming home to an empty refrigerator, um, it, it can make a really big mess. So Mental health and food insecurity go together so closely, and that's you know another reason why I wanted to do this today and and uh, be here to talk about this topic. I think it's important that people know what they can expect if they call the food right. bank or show up at the food our, bank. Or what programs you do, you have? Absolutely, and and our high number um, was last. Let's see, where are we? So April, um, we saw. Um, in our two pantries, so I, I start to get a little confusing when I start talking about it, but the West Texas Food Bank has a location in Odessa and a location in Midland. Um, we serve 19 counties through a network of partner agencies. Um, and in our two pantries in-house, so the, the two pantries at our two buildings only uh, are reflected in this number, 74% of those people in April had never been to a food bank before. So they didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what to bring. They didn't know if they needed an ID or proof of income or, or, or fill in the blank. And so my job really quickly became, okay, how do I update the website quickly to get this information on there? How do I, what's the best use of social media to, to put these things out there? How do I leverage our media partnerships so that, that this ever, and very quickly changing situation, everybody had the right information. Um, so, you know, back to what I do. But um, how do you, um, can you describe what a pantry is for those that are not Yeah, familiar? so um, it's, it's changed. <laughs> we, we are in a situation now where to put some distance between the food bank team and, and the people we're serving, it's a drive through. Uh, you are asked to uh, have an ID. Now, if you don't have one, we're not going to turn you away. 
but um, please, you know, have an ID with you. There is a very short form that we're going to help you fill out. It is because we carry the USDA commodity contract. So um, with with federal programs always comes federal paperwork. <laughs> so um, there's a very easy, quick uh, questionnaire that you fill out. And then you're going to go through the line. And, and what you receive is uh, now called a pantry box. And that is a box of dry goods, which is going to be pasta, rice, beans, um, canned goods like fruits or vegetables, uh, soups. Uh, there's uh, typically a dairy component to it. So milk and cheese, uh, maybe some fruit juice, depending on what we have, uh, that make up this pantry box. And then we've got a produce box, which is full of all sorts of different kinds of produce. Produce, uh, really, just depending on what's available. Uh, today, uh, I didn't get a whole good look in there, but it looked like some squash and cucumbers and um, carrots and onions and uh, fresh produce. Fresh produce. The the that's been a big initiative of ours and. Um, Everybody was also receiving a sack of potatoes, and um, this pantry, our protein was ham, so people were getting a big ham. Uh, so you're going to come, and, and you'll leave with between 40 and 50 pounds worth of food. Uh, the goal is to give you enough that you can last until one of our partner pantries is available to you. And we, uh, to protect our inventory and to, to make sure we're not going to just open the doors and run out of food, uh, our pantry is still emergency basis only. You can come once a month. Uh, and you are given a list of the over 80 partners we work with. And uh, it's got times and dates on there. And you're expected to work with them going forward. That's great. And you have all that information on your website. Yes, we do. That's good. And a lot of those pantries are, like, connected to churches. Is that correct? So there's a lot of Uh faith-based pantries that operate. There there are those, um, you know, Catholic Charities is a big Mm -hmm. one. Uh, In Odessa, Casa de Amigos here, Mm -hmm. which uh, it may have a faith-based component to it. I'm I'm not... So St. Anne's used to have one. Do, do they still? I don't. I, when we get into specifics of right. pantries, so and, yeah. So, so right, we, we work with over 80. Yes. Um, if you do go to our website uh, looking for help, there's a how to get help tab. Um, there are tabs in there with Midland and Odessa pantries and then pantries in the surrounding uh, counties. So we do serve 19 counties. And sometimes uh, it, we get the call that, hey, no, I need, I need the Midland Food Bank. And it's, well, no, we're the West Texas Food Bank. We, we serve a large area. Um, so there's information about that. There's also information about our mobile distributions. So we serve in communities where there may not be a partner agency. They may not have the capacity to um, sustain a pantry. So when you're looking at areas like Presidio... Or like it, Martha and the Big Bend. Right. Area, yeah. So when you, when you start getting down there, and, and even um, closer, like we are about to start one in Kermit. Okay. We don't have a partner yes, yeah, at Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, um, we, we uh, did the... Um, Man, it was one of the churches there and burned completely to the ground. Oh, wow. yeah. And it was a great, um, you know, again, a, a tragedy that highlights what we do. It was a, it was an opportunity for us to go in with our mobile pantry uh, and and set up just this little mobile shop that people could come through. And, and so we're, 
we're working again in that area. I know that like Mentone and Kinosa and and you get into some of these smaller areas. We have so many rural areas. <laughs> Absolutely. We talk about that in terms of mental health, mm-hmm. and there's such a need for services. So mm-hmm. it's our job. We're like the little baby metropolis right. to go and reach out to the, these other and, areas. And and even in the food bank world, we're unique in in our area that we do have a metro area like Midland Odessa. Mm-hmm. And a rural area like sure. the Big Band Transpecus area. Well, I'll tell you that there was a time whenever I would tell Melanie, we can't be the little boy with the finger in the dock right. trying to hold it together. And she challenged me and she said, we're all there is. So we are going to have to figure out a way to be the little boy with the finger in the... Yeah. yeah we're, and, the, we're idea people, though. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I, we annoy people. I, I said that to somebody earlier. I said, no, 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 no. I just come up with the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to come. That's why they keep me out of the warehouse. Get them out of here. Yeah. But it, it, it's it, for sure something that that we've had to learn. Again, in the in the five years that I've been with the food bank, food banking has changed. And... You come across areas where um, if you look at, at who's actually running those pantries, it's retirees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's people with the time to do it. It's our, our great little old lady population. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody coming up behind them to and take the reins. How about with the recent pandemic? So that, you, you throw that in where that is a, a entirely hard-hit population. Mm-hmm. So we had pantries closed. Yeah, we, volunteers are – there's a shortage of volunteers yeah. now So So what you've seen, and, and there's I, – I just – it is incredible to me that blindly and uh, un, unaware and whatever we were to build the new facility we did – we couldn't have done this without the facility we're in now. Right. So the the foresight in building a facility for growth, our our building was built to serve the population in 15 years. Sure. We and wanted to grow into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using Fast it all. Really we're using it all right that. now. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely for us. Yeah, right, for and us. y'all are in the same yeah. the same boat. Yeah. And the fact that we've had this decline of people running these pantries where we've had to figure out how do you do these mobile distributions. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of things that we do that that we were able to just beef up in in response to um, COVID and, and in response to what happened to the oil market. And um, that served us well. Yes. We were, I, I'm just amazed looking at some of the things we do at the, the planning that the unintentional planning like we weren't planning for a pandemic when we built that building but oh my gosh that's how we feel about telehealth telehealth because we had been already preparing for that and thinking of our rural populations Mm -hmm. and our elderly populations and other and it just fast tracked us into this space where we got to try it out along Mm -hmm. with everyone Mm -hmm. else and so hopefully people will recognize that is uh, our our legislators will recognize that right. and the need, importance yeah uh, because that's something that we need to make sure is is covered and a constant uh, continual uh, right. effort so well, I, we went from thinking about sending everyone home <laughs> that it might come to them saying you're going home right. and the very next day we had all 12 of our therapists ready to go with teletherapy because we had already been having the right. conversations yeah. and that's why I'm saying we don't want to ever get caught in this situation again where we're, we're 
right. that unprepared. Right. You know, and so. and the, so, you know, I, I was talking about two things in my mind that, that exposed um, some, some you know, critical problems. The other one was the government shutdown we had last mm-hmm. year. And it, it just exposed right. how close people really are, uh, one or two paychecks, to needing a service like the food bank. Mm-hmm. And again, it ties in so closely with mental health because as, as you know, somebody supporting a family, what does it do to your psyche to say, well, I can't feed my family. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that equates to I'm a failure. <laughs> right. And I might as well give up. I mean, sometimes it goes so far as I might as well right. give up. Anxiety. So we're just never going to be... People so, experiencing yeah. panic attacks. Mm-hmm. People that... Are, uh, I mean, I think so many... Of us, all of us, uh, collectively, there has been a mental health awareness awakening. Like no, absolutely. Before. And you look at what we we have not had um, people in the food bank for uh, pantry. We switched to drive through. We have not had people in for volunteering. Uh, for a minute there, it was the whole staff that had to be down there building boxes, and yeah. we were working six days a week. And, and luckily, uh, we have had the National Guard, uh, who has been incredible, to build boxes and to That's work great. those pantries. But if you look at, at from a team perspective, and uh, Kelly Durden, who's our programs person, talks about this, that that's not her team's job to be working these drive-through pantries and look in the faces of people who are in desperation. Mm -hmm. It takes a toll on those people working the pantries. Mm -hmm. So, again, the mental health component of all of this is is inescapable to me. It's it's pervasive, and we've talked uh, with other organizations. Obviously, we bring other people around, and that's a common theme mm-hmm. because everybody is on uh, it's boots on the ground. Let's get out there. We're all seeing things we're not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. We're and so everyone is going. Gosh, our our people need help. Right, yeah. they need to talk to somebody. Well, yeah. yeah, your staff that's looking those people in the eyes and having to see all that and to go, oh my, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. What what do we do? Well, you know, you can't cure, you know can't cure it. You're going to just do as much as you can to help it, yeah. and you're just going to maybe say and, a lot of prayers. And by nature, uh, all of us, uh, well, I'll uh, generalize, but all of us at the food bank, we're there to help. And mm-hmm. so when yeah. you see a situation that it's like, you, you know, I'm fielding the Facebook messages, and, and I'll get messages, I, I don't have a car, I can't get there. What do I do? How do I help? And, you know, if... Yeah. <laughs> If I could, I'd load it up in my car and, and start delivering it. But then what does that do? You know, it just opens the floodgate. So it just, it, it does. It takes a toll on on the team. Once again, I'm, we had this conversation earlier. What I'm hoping that, you know, the good that will come out of this is that well, people will realize that we are really, some of us, one to two paychecks away from being in that situation. Right. And that there's help out there. And when you utilize that help, that that will also inspire you when things are better for you, because they will get better, is that you will be able to give back or pay it forward right. or something like that. But, you know, it, we also never want to forget the homeless or the people that are constantly hungry. And there are people Absolutely. that live every day in hunger. Is it that we then yeah. try to start encompassing those people on that end of the spectrum? So we've, we've learned so much just talking to other organizations about how they're handling this, this uh, current situation that began with the pandemic when we were quarantined. 
Um, and so we've had Libby Campbell here before uh-huh. talking to us about food insecurity, which is kind of what we're talking about today, which is the state of being without reliable access to a sufficient quality, quantity of affordable, nutritious food by definition. Now, um, that's become a reality for so many people. Right. Um, I had we were talking a little bit earlier about how while we were in quarantine and getting to see this isn't food insecurity at all, but it was it's it's something we've never experienced in our lifetime, uh, most of us anyway, to go to the store and not just be able to grab what you wanted. Right. It's strange, strange feeling, strange that there's no bread, there's mm-hmm. no eggs. You know, it's just it's it's a fe- it's an uncomfortable feeling. Right. So if we can imagine that, and I know I did, I mean, because immediately you don't know what's going on. You don't know who's going to have jobs. Everything's up in the air. So it's a little scary. I'm a single mom. I'm immediately thinking, man, this is on my shoulders. What would I do if I couldn't, if if I lost my home or, I mean, all of these things uh, running through your head. It's so great that you you have, we have these resources. It's also so important um, that we recognize that this is something that can happen to anyone. Right. I mean, there's no, there's really no, this, I think, was an opportunity for us to all see stigma is gone from so many things. Right. And I hope so. I, yeah. there's, there's so many conversations I get into that, that are frustrating, um, you know, if you want to keep it pre-pandemic, um, that there's a, a uh, an image of who is in the line at the food bank. Who is that? And there's been a media portrayal of of its uh, a lady in a Cadillac with the Louis Vuitton purse and nails and and that may be true. You know, she may have run over a piece of oil-filled equipment and had to put $1,200 worth of tires on her car and, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't know how to feed her family because she's not getting paid for another week. (laughs) There are these emergency situations that happen. And, and, you know, even in this, I posted a picture. This is my favorite story. I posted a picture of the line uh, all the way back down Pagewood, and one of the comments on there was, look at all those new cars. Mm-hmm. And you look at the picture, and there's not a single new oh. car in there. And so somebody called this person out, and the next comment of his was, well, you don't see any cars from the 80s or 90s on there. And it's like, well, who's out there driving a 40-year-old car anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Most of those are still not even on the road. Right. right. So there, there's a frustration. Yes. And, and I think what happens in, in times like these is it exposes Wow, you know, I I had a good job. These are people coming through our pantries, and when they are asked the question, "How much money do you make?" How much money? And it, their answer is, "Well, I made fifty thousand dollars last year." And and the answer is, "Well, no. How much was your last paycheck? Did you? When's the last time you got paid? Well, yeah. it was zero. I haven't gotten paid. Mm-hmm. Well, then your income is zero. That's well, and the fact of the matter is, you might have had a nice car, and you might have had things, but. They might have all disappeared. Right. And there, it's uh, especially in our our industry here, we have very high-paying jobs. 
that are some. It's an, some. <laughs> I mean, not all. I agree with right. that. I mean, we do have an absolute gap. There's no question. But we also have the ability through the oil industry to pay very high salaries on some level. And then there's once it's a drop, it's a major drop because absolutely just, there's not another industry that's mm-hmm. comparable. So you are talking a major lifestyle change in a heartbeat of a second. Mm-hmm. And there's a domino effect. So Absolutely. when when you have, um, you know, son is out there making six figures and he's able to send some money home to grandma and mm-hmm. send some money to mom and dad and, and maybe a sibling. And then he's got, you know, kids and, and that's all great. But then when your overtime's cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we see that man. I got it daily. Yeah. So, you know, grandma's off the dole. Mom and dad are off the dole. Brother, you know, brother, mm-hmm. sister, whatever. And it's I've got to take care of my own family first. Okay. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of things that can happen. And if you really look at the makeup, what what was so shocking to me uh, listening to uh, I, it was one of Ray Perryman's studies. And it was the, the actual makeup of. The people living here, and the majority, the vast majority of them are in the service industry. Yes. Uh, and and I said, you know, Midland Odessa is kind of like a ski town. <laughs> we're we're all here to make sure that those oil field people are happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow, that's a great analogy. When when the oil field people go away, well, yeah. man, what do we do? Yeah. Um, and that that was you, you threw in a couple of extra things with this because um, oil has collapsed and and when it does historically those people pick up and move on to the next job Mm -hmm. and this time there was no next job Mm -hmm. the whole industry collapsed (laughs) there was no travel there was no you did not have the ability to go to North Dakota or wherever to do that and then you take away all the service industry jobs (laughs) And so you're looking at a huge, like I said, April with 74% had never been to a food bank before. So you're, you're still seeing uh, last month uh, we were down to 50%, which, you know, that, mm-hmm. that tells us that people are going back to work. People are having the ability to, to get groceries. And, um, you know, we talk about supply chain issues. Uh, I've, I've wholeheartedly believe in those first couple of weeks that some people were so panicked they were coming to us I, because yeah. we had food. Mm-hmm. And and my message became, please, we are not H-E-B. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find pasta, please don't come out here. Yeah. We're, we're really trying to feed those who, man, this is, this is going to be a long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it, it's so interesting to me to see the makeup of our economy, and and of course we're thought of as an oil town, but the the reality is we're in the service industry, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the food bank. We're we're in the logistics business. We're we are in into moving freight, and what we just happen to do is is feed people while we're doing it. So, you know, you know, you talk about our fundraising. We're out there asking for gas money. We got to get money in those trucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's. To me, that was such a, an, an interesting thing to talk about. And, and when all that stuff goes away, what do you do? And, and it didn't matter who you were. Your rent was still due on mm-hmm. April 1st. That's so, I mean. <laughs> and your kids are still hungry. You're, you're still right. hungry. Well, now you've got 
your kids aren't going to school and getting those two meals a day at school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the boys and girls clubs are closed. So mm-hmm. I'm not able to take those 500 hot meals a day mm-hmm. out to the places I normally do that stuff. So every, every there was no part of life that wasn't touched out here. Mm-hmm. No question. I mean, it, it, it was a strange time, and I think we've, we've talked about this, how we've seen sort of the evolution of our emotions as right. they've gone through, because it, it's almost like a weird state of stages of grief, stages mm-hmm. of... of I'm sure there could be a new term for whatever this was. Right. Uh, you know, there probably will be. Like, <laughs> we might not be able to say it yeah. on air. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Let it go. It's a lot yeah. of... Uh, there was fear... You know, mm-hmm. and then it's a, there's all the experiences of being isolated in your home, not being sure if it's right. safe to go out because well, and that isolation piece. Oh, uh, that was it's, bad. It's, it's tremendous. You're, you're, I'm at a point now that since March 16th, I've seen my mother once. Mm-hmm. For ten minutes, she came over and we, you know, sat across the room and mm-hmm. you know that. Huh? That that's not how it's no, supposed no, to be. No, no. Um, so uh, again, there there was very, you know, I hate to say all. I don't I don't want to generalize, but there was very few pieces of life that were not affected by this in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then the mental health. We we had talked very often about how we're going to see that wave of the mental health reality, right? The effects mm-hmm. uh, coming out around this time, mm-hmm. and it is happening. You okay. can see some of the reports on the news of yeah. things that have come about and uh, there's a lot of stress a lot of uh, oh, absolutely and, and you know that is evident you know watching the news the stress level and and in in my mind that's what's maybe not causing causing may not be the right word but that's what's elevating the tension yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the inability to have reliable information and looking for, I, I, you know, I, I also think very few of us are built to to navigate the waters alone. You're you're a member of a church, you're a member of a group, okay. you're a member of something, and there is leadership there to help you. And so, when we get into the situation where we've all kind of been cut loose, exactly, where exactly. the the advice from the medical professional the other day was, well, do your own research, because <laughs> I'm I'm tired of telling you one way or another. It. it, it but that's bleeding over to everything because I had a situation I talked to Melanie about when we came in today, and I'm like, I don't even know how to make sense of this. And normally I would have just gone, and it's okay. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And then, and then you're like, did I hear what I thought I heard? Right. And, you know, yeah. So I, it leads everybody to have that stress level that we talk about. And I saw something the other day which I thought was really great. So it talked about a balloon. How much air can you actually put in a balloon without mm-hmm. releasing some before it pops, right? So all this information that we're getting, all this angst, all this helpless, hopeless we're feeling, it is going out. And if you do not have a release valve, you know, not figure, do not figure out a way to let some of that air out, it is going to burst. Yeah. So that's our job. Where we come in with the mental health is like, you know, we want to be a resource <laughs> Uh, finder for people that come to centers, you know, because we talk to people about the food bank, we, you know, talk about other <laughs> medical help or any other thing that they might need. Um, and then we also have to try to take care of their mental health. So right. we are we are all busy people right now. So and I agree with Melanie, there's going to be a wave of people that come in and go, I don't know. I don't know what to do with all the emotions. And because I had to just worry about the day to day life through most of it, mm-hmm. it's delayed. It's kind of been stuffed down, so we're going to be dragging all that out, taking a look at it, and trying to make sense of it. Right. On top of all of that, Christy, being hungry 
Mm-hmm. Adding that into it, mm-hmm. how does that affect your mental health? I mean, think about for yourself. If you are hungry, if you know, can you think as clearly? What's can the you term that everyone says? Hangry. hangry you know, hangry. That you're hangry. Yeah. But you know, if you're worried about being hungry, not having food, worrying about where you might get food or how long you might have to go without it, you cannot focus on anything else. You know, because what we want to say is. You know, even if it's not great nutritious food, if you have something in your belly, it helps a little bit. But ideally, we get a, a you know a pantry box or a produce right. box, something like that that's got fresh fruit, some dairy, and things like that. But no, you can't. I mean, it's just like lack of sleep. You cannot. You are not firing on all cylinders if you're hungry. Well, and it, I'm sorry. Basic needs. Basic needs. Mm-hmm. And and I talk about it a lot when when I'm giving tours of the food bank about those who come see us. And, and one of the things that I always talk about is you need to be able to wrap your head around the mental space you have to be in to come see us. Mm-hmm. You, you're rock bottom. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to come out and see what we're doing. You, you, can, you can scrounge up a lot of you know, 99 cent hamburgers before yeah. you really get mm-hmm. to the, the root of the problem. And it's it it must take a toll on a person to be in a situation that dire. It's a shame factor. Absolutely, we talk that, about that you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm ashamed of myself. I can't feed my family. Mm-hmm. I, I had I, to borrow ten dollars from my son to go buy milk. Who's going to see me there? Mm-hmm. How's right. that going? To, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's so many. Shame has a lot to do with. Uh, we talked earlier. Issues. Egos are going to yes. hopefully mm-hmm. be a little less inflated, mm-hmm. and that you that people will you know realize that you can put that away in order to take care of your family, take care of yourself, to be able to function. Right. It, it has and nothing I've, to do I've, with who you are as a person. It has to do with what you're willing to do to take care of the things that right. need to be taken care of. And and I think, again, to, to put the piece in, what, what can you expect when you come see us? Um, it's not that we're happy to see you, mm-hmm. but we're happy to see you. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Great. And the people they just need, have to receive it. Anyone that's um, in that situation really does need that ambassador of kindness yeah. to welcome mm-hmm. you in. And, and, and again, watching the social media part, people get to rate us and judge us and whatever. And, and we, I see that comment so many times. They were so nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the good one. Those are the yeah. good ones. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't see a negative comment somewhere on social media? Every well, I second? mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but look that's at the cars. look at all those new cars. Yeah, that, what that's, is that person doing? Not right. having time to do and, anything. And else? you know, that's that's what that's the wall I want to break down is the stigma. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that it's shameful mm-hmm. to show up and and see us. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's shameful to it's, ask for help. It's courageous. And it takes courage to it make does. that step, and mm-hmm. you care about your family. It right. should be looked upon. So as that that's something that that's a wall I want to break down. That I try and talk about. You know, come and see us. I mean, even even if you're not needing food, <laughs> come and come and see what we do because it, it's absolutely. If you've never been to the food bank, I I promise you, I will bet you a dollar that it is absolutely not anything like you thought it was going to be. And that's why I love my job, because I get to tell that story. Mm-hmm. And 
it's nothing that I like. I thought it was. That's I didn't good. know what We're food have bank to take did. A field trip. Mm-hmm. So. And one thing I love is the little cooking segments that you guys do oh, that thanks. only have like one or yeah, three, four, five ingredients that yes. are. So Easy we to pull, and I, I love those. Again, we we so if you look at every bit of the food bank, we changed in 24 hours, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that includes um, Kimberly, who's mm-hmm. our dietitian. Mm-hmm. Um, our a big part of what we do is education, mm-hmm. uh, just with the thought that if if I can teach you to do better, you're, hopefully you're going to do better. And mm-hmm. we've got greenhouses where you can come learn how to grow food. We've got a dietitian who will teach you what to do with that once you've grown it. Um, she, when we were having pantry, she would make appetizers that, uh, you know, today you're going to receive an eggplant. And mm-hmm. you may not know what to do with an eggplant. So here's a couple recipes and here's what it's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to try new things. We we do kids' nutrition classes that, again, I've, I've had kids walk out and the mom's telling me, like, I, he didn't know he liked kiwi and now I'm going to have to go find a kiwi <laughs> and uh, whatever. But, yeah, cooking with Kimberly was yeah. one yeah. that, that we were sitting around in our leadership meeting and okay um there are a lot of people on our staff that their time's reimbursed and right now we're not doing those things so uh-oh and it's it was a big time for creativity yeah so i said well what does it count if she does it on facebook on video Mm -hmm. well yeah so we started those cooking with kimberly things and the idea behind it was let's find recipes for stuff you've just got staples you've yes. already got in your pantry you know this is not going to be the the kiwi smoothie hour this is a what do you do with that pasta and tomato sauce to throw it we did one with swiss chard that we'd grown in the garden wow. <laughs> you know we did those banana chocolate chip mm-hmm. muffins mm-hmm. okay you've got these bananas that are turning black what do you do with them so we've had a lot of fun with it we started we did the one today that is food safety that that Again, we it, it's been one of those things that has kind of got back burner. When do we have time to do this? Okay. Um, food safety is such a hot topic because when you come through our facility, the most photographed thing is the wall in our processing room that has the dates of how long we we use things after the date on the package is done. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> and got ev- a copy of that. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> says, I just posted it all on our Facebook. Okay. Uh, that's why I was... <laughs> after the expiration date? So yeah. that that's where you get tricky, okay. and, and we could do a whole hour on that. <laughs> um, expiration date is, is not really the right way to look at it. So there there's one food item that is federally regulated that when it expires, it expires, and that is baby formula. Okay. Everything else is a, a quality date. I'm gonna make my until kids it no longer because I'm like, don't throw that away. <laughs> right. I'm like, please. Right. It. You and my mother. Oh, so like, wait a minute, it's fine. It's fine. Right. So you, you start looking at these things, and I posted that today. We, oh, we've been, know. you know, shout out to the uh, feeding Westchester who put this book together, but talking about okay, shelf stable products and and things in the fridge. There were things in the fridge that, okay, maybe, I didn't know you were supposed to 
cook your thawed chicken in two days, and you know, I, yes, I smell it. If it smells bad, if it, yeah, if, that's exactly you know, what I, I, I said, you know, my soy sauce has probably been in there six years, but as, as long as it doesn't taste funky, then it's not separated. Or if you shake it, yeah. So yeah, we we've had to get creative with some of the education uh, well, components. Well, I enjoyed those. And, well, good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we had a technical issue today. I zoomed in, and I don't know how to zoom out on Facebook Live. So we, we, had, zoomed in. we had to cut that oh. and start again. But um, yeah, it's 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 been a time for us to be flexible, and as a team, we have have really tried to watch the mental health of of everyone and give them the flexibility to say, you know what, I need a break today. <laughs> and okay, that not a big, you know, don't call in and fake a stomach ache. You know, right, we get it. We it. get it. <laughs> you need a break. It's, we all need a break. Yeah, it's and time to recognize that we need a mental health moment. Right. We need to give like a little grace to everybody. Absolutely. To and and you've seen it bottom up in our organization. So coming through those pantries, you know, be a little patient when you're we get it. You're having to wait in line. Yeah. It's we've gotten a lot better. We blew through 100 cars in 35 minutes the other day. So, wow. you know, we're we're on top of it. We've launched a new system that we're playing around with this month, but um, Open Table, the the restaurant reservation mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. we have partnered with them where you are going to be able to reserve your spot at the pantry. Yeah, um, I love Open Table. Yes, I, I do to. too. I, it was yeah. fun to talk with. Uh, I've I've always reached out because uh, Restaurant Week was one of one of my mm-hmm. fun things, and and I love when you go to Dallas or Austin or or even Houston when it's Restaurant mm-hmm. Week and you open Open Table and it pops up like, "Hey, go to these restaurants." And I'm like, Same. "Come on, come on, West Texas." Yeah. <laughs> some some of y'all get Good on this you. thing. That's great. Um, so yeah, that's that's another creative way yeah. to. Extend our hours without overextending staff time, and and we'll be able to to make those reservations, and and we That's know when you're right. going to show up, and 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 again, you know, our our whole mission is is taking care of, of those partner agencies, and and we're this is new to us to to be completely on the front lines. We're we're used to being that step back where where you're operating the pantry. Let me make sure that you've got everything you need. Mm-hmm. You're and then you're the front line. Yes. You're the one dealing with people on a weekly basis. You're the one setting the, the kind of ground rules and what's going on. And, and we're over here just kind of, oh, man, that's. I that feel like job. as nonprofit, we're, we're almost, it's like we've been thrown into this strange reality show where it's like, okay, here's what you got. Ready, go. Right. You have to be creative and present all of what you've well, put it's, together. It's, it's just, it, it, for the nonprofit world, I really think it's shined a great big spotlight on us that we're the ones that are out there picking up the pieces Mm -hmm. (laughs) this you know where's corporate world like i love heb they're a a huge we couldn't operate without Mm heb so i look at their model they they're on it you know Mm -hmm. supply chain issues that they had warehouses full of food Mm -hmm. you know you you look at those kinds of things um so so again not to generalize not all corporate but Mm-hmm. It, it just exposed mm-hmm. how unprepared we were, and and again I go back to leadership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you know I don't want to talk out of turn, but you know some did better's than others. Right. Well, <laughs> I can say we are, we are so lucky that our. Uh, 
our wonderful leader is a mental health professional. And maybe she's not so lucky all the time because I feel like we go to her. Right. Because every bit, like we mentioned, a lot of our uh, nonprofit staff are struggling. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to other organizations. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of, it's, it's a collective conversation about yeah. we're having a few meltdowns or, you know, and it, things that normally didn't present themselves at work. And so even for us, I know I've had to call Christy and go, I Well, and that's been, that's, 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 help. Yeah. that's part of it. That's yeah. the, the extra stress and anxiety that we're all mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. where those little things that normally wouldn't pop up right. <laughs> are rearing their heads and so yeah and one of the things that i've noticed is that even though you know we mostly worked from home for a very long time with you know the telehealth and you know what melanie does a big part of what i do you can do from home that became stressful because that was i mean it was hard i mean how many zoom meetings can you have before you're tired of trying to figure out who you're supposed to look like and whatever and so i started telling people you've got to take some time off even though you can be working from home right Nobody wants to take time. Nobody wants to take a, an annual leave day or a PTO day because you know I'm, I can work or I am at home. I feel like I've already got that. No, I need a day that you shut the doors to your office well, or whatever and and, and you, you pick up this little telephone and mm-hmm. and look right here. I've got three messages missed, voicemail. Right. It doesn't stop. I, I don't even put my Facebook alerts or email alerts or those things. It just doesn't stop. And so even I've had to consciously. Yeah. Turn it off mm-hmm. because it's difficult to disconnect yeah. when you're isolated. Well, because you like, can go in there at ten o'clock at night or go in there. Dinner's right. done. I'm just sitting here. I yeah. can do this, you know. So you really don't give yourself much right. break. And then you're like, I've worked seven days a week for the last, mm-hmm. you know, what well, I've worked seven days a week for the last five years. But you know, we're <laughs> <laughs> nonprofit. But you have to. There, there's, you know, certainly some some baby steps we can all take. And and one thing that I have just for myself, I have made myself stick to a routine mm-hmm. where, you know, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 10. You know, I may not fall asleep, I but that. I have to. Mm-hmm. I, I have to. For, for my, to have the energy I need to make it through the 47 Zoom meetings the next day, I've got to get some sleep yeah. and I've got to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. And, and when this all happened, I, didn't have I, I've got a home office it was never set up and you know it turns out the light behind me is bad for Zoom meetings so I don't really hang out in there but I, I cleared the desk and I put in a lamp and I let's set a, a space so that if I do have to work from home can um, I can do it because I'm one of those people who needs that structure. That's mm-hmm. good. A lot of I can't. Very important. <laughs> I can't. Um, I, I briefly, I was a realtor when I lived in Austin and, and worked from home, and it's like, eh, well, I guess I'll get up and go show a house or something. Uh, no, I, that didn't work well yeah. for me. I needed a okay. Let's let's get to work at this time and mm-hmm. let's hang out and you know eat breakfast every day. Yeah. You know, I, I've noticed that. Just keeping a routine and, and keeping it as as you know usual as possible. I've, I've also tried to remove the word normal from my vocabulary because we are trying that as well. <laughs> so so as usual as schedule as possible. The new normal. I can't stand it. We're, we're done with. I've, I've told my direct mail people. So we work with a great direct mail company and and they do a great job for us but i've told him i said there's two things i will not approve in our letters and that's new normal and thanks in advance 
Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 no, no. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Grates on yeah. me. So, um, we're over it. It's canceled. Right. Um, Melanie and I talk about what we enjoy now. We, we do try to stick to some routine, but we can stumble out of bed with no makeup and in our pajamas. Um, yeah, or, so you and don't get just, that. You know, that takes time. I'm like, it takes time, time I yeah. could be working. I don't yeah. have to put makeup on. I don't have to put hey, makeup on. You, you, rem- you remember the part about grace you were talking about earlier? Yeah, that's the grace, yeah. We're, we'll give you some grace. Thanks. How yeah. can centers help those who are struggling with food insecurity? Okay, you know, like I said earlier, one of the things that we want to make sure that we are always is a resource finder. Um, for anybody that walks in our door, we're going to be able to connect you, you know, to anything that you may, might need outside mental health or if you need a level of mental health that we don't provide. So we're going to help you find, you know, funds if you need funds. We're going to help you get, you know, uh, first aid if you need first aid. We're going to help you find food if you need food, lodging if you need lodging, you know, help getting a house or whatever. Outside of that, what I feel like we're going to be doing whenever these, you know, the wave comes that we assume will come is how do we handle the emotions that people were not allowed to feel while they had to worry about their physical health and feeding their families. And so we're going to be there to try to, to there, help. There will be those. an after effect mm-hmm. for all of that because it's, it's for many, very new territory. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the little post-traumatic stress. Right. So we're not 211, but if you call us, I bet we're going to be able to hook you yeah, up with I'm whoever sure you need. Food bank will help. I mean, we're, oh, we're yeah. all as nonprofits, we help each other. Right. We work right. Our, and that, well, I mean, that's yeah. that's the only way we can work. Yeah. Um, community. We, we've got caseworkers on staff that will help people get signed up for SNAP benefits, mm-hmm. which are right. food stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, they will direct people to uh, other organizations who can help with, you know, a utility bill or mm-hmm. a, you know, a medical, get medicine. And it's, it's all tied in so much together in, in what we do. Um, and, and even from our kind of health initiatives that we've been pushing, you know, from a, even from a mental health standpoint, you're going to be better off mental health-wise if you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and, and healthier food than you are if you're just digging crap out of a can. Sure. Mm-hmm. And getting some exercise. Right. Your physical health and your mental health, very, very interesting. So, absolutely. And and that's why if, if you look at our numbers from last year uh, as – uh, our distribution numbers. We distributed a little over six and a half million pounds of food throughout the 19 counties we serve, and 1.25 million of that was fresh produce, fresh fruits and vegetables, and that was double what we did the year before. That's so important. And and probably a hundred times what we did the year before. And and we've been in that building four years. There's no way we did anything like that on second street. Mm-hmm. And, and any, any of the listeners and, and maybe even anyone here who had been to our old facility, it, that just wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. We weren't set up for that. So really incorporating those things. And, and we, we received a blue cross blue shield grant uh, for nudge pantries that we had just implemented before everything um, went, went haywire putting the healthier options first, um, having posters throughout the pantries talking about healthier choices. And, and um, you know, Kimberly works with, we, we did a series on uh, healthier eating for diabetics or uh, prenatal care, what you need to be eating if you're pregnant. Um, so there, there's, there's, a huge education component to what we do. That's so good. That's really good marketing. We were uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier about the the marketing of uh, you know other 
products that are mm-hmm. necessarily so mm-hmm. great. And so you see a lot of it. Yeah. You know, our kind of our motto is counseling, education, and support. And yours is, you know, food, education, support, yeah. you know, or whatever. So that's, I think, you know, it's I it, think education any, has anywhere, to be a part Education of it. has got to be yeah. a component to it. And mm-hmm. uh, you can look at, you can find any nonprofit. No, you don't know what you don't know. In the basin. So it's yeah. a job to and, help people. And education needs to be part of it. You know, we're sitting here in the the recording library of West Texas, and I I love this mission. And I, I, you know, I apologize on my behalf that I can't figure out a time to come read because (laughs) I see those Facebook posts, and I'm just like, man, I I need to do that. No, you can read from afar now because that's what I do. Well, yeah, I just found that out last week. We were able to to take that leap also and start recording from home. So, yeah. So, again, I I feel like at, at the end of all of this, um, there, there are going to be lessons that that we've all learned, and and processes that we're going to implement, and mm-hmm. and and things uh, that will make us better. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I hate that it took something like this to hold our feet to the fire, but mm-hmm. um, you know we're we're going to come out of it better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's something I said in one of our leadership meetings. I said I, I would hate to come out of this and and. We didn't get better. Well, and that's one thing we talk about. So when I'm when we go back and look at our time in isolation, it was a time for us to experience isolation that some people experience on a daily basis. <laughs> our homeless, our elderly, there are populations that live in this world. Us not being able to find the things we wanted at the grocery store, kind of weird, but there is a real reality that we could face not being able to find food because we can't, we don't have access to it, we don't have money. So if we can take those moments and remember them and bring them uh, with us and have compassion for other people and uh, be proud of people who are reaching out for help and and take that stigma away, whether it's mental health, uh, it, you know, hunger, whatever it is, we are a, we're people that are that made us humanly connected mm-hmm. more than ever. And and it takes you know sometimes it does take things like this. Mm-hmm. I, I look at my time at at the food bank and and the the first thing that really brought us together was Harvey. And when you look at, at what Hurricane Harvey did to the state, it knocked six food banks offline. And that had never happened before in the whole Feeding America network. You know, typically a hurricane will come through and it's New Orleans or Miami or, or somewhere on the coast and it hits one area and, and knocks one food bank out. You've got all the support. And, you know, Harvey happens and we have to step up. <laughs> We're now the food bank that has to go in and rescue. And, and again, a lot of great things came out of that. We got the, the mobile pantry out of that. Um, we again streamlined some of our processes and and uh, were able to come out of that better. So that that's you know really looking at at some of the things we're doing now. It's you know how how do we make that better? How how do we make it a better experience for the people who are having to come here? And and that is not only the people we're serving, but how do we make the volunteer experience better? How do we how do we delegate some of this stuff to volunteers? Like maybe we could have a volunteer that 
comes and helps us film cooking with Kimberly, so it's not me with the mm-hmm. shaky camera the whole time. Well, and what I love is that you know the nonprofits have been able to find a way to employ people like you guys that are creative and forward thinking, and you know while the rest of us have our nose to the grindstone, you guys are saying we're taking us places that we need to be. Right. Um, so I applaud. And it takes that team. I mean, again, you have to. I mean, you have to love people that work in nonprofit. Know that it's a definite labor of love. (laughs) I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what it is. We we just we love what we do because we love the people we serve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Craig, how do we get in touch with the food bank? So the easiest way is you know Google us. Um, We will pop up in. Any of the areas that we serve, our website is a great resource, uh, which is wtxfoodbank.org. Um, any, not any, because I refuse to do Snapchat. So social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old. I'm too old. And, well, I can't figure out how you'd make any money on Snapchat. So, so you know, I'm not doing that. Uh, no, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um and we'll tag uh, the food bank on this uh, podcast when we post it. Um, I wanted to tell you something that we're doing, Craig. We, we have a, a podcast that we're working with the recording library. It's part of this, but it's just it's going to be a stream of stories called Voices from 2020. We thought about maybe doing like a COVID thing, but heck, 2020. 2020, let's just call I mean, it enough. Let's call man, it. We're, a we're just going to get beat. <laughs> I know. So we know that a lot of people, yourself, Libby, some of your volunteers, just different people in the community, have little stories. Everybody's got this. Uh, so many people have heartfelt moments. So if anybody um, is interested in participating sure. in that, we'll send you some information. Yeah. Uh, if any of our listeners are interested, uh, we're just asking for a little snippet recordings. You can go to our website, and there's instruction on how to send those in because we want to be able to put all of these experiences in a time capsule. <laughs> and remember them and go yes. back and, and listen to them and go, wow, that, that was an interesting time where we all connected. Let's never forget. Right. And... Um, I'm, I'm looking over another piece of paper. I do want to give a plug. Uh, go take the census. Go fill out your census. We are leaving money on the table yeah. for all nonprofits in the area, mm-hmm. for education, for transportation, for everything if you don't fill out your census. Super important. Good message. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you for having me. Center Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.